Welcome to Fearless Fathers, a podcast by fathers for fathers. This isn't your everyday podcast. This is to get you uncomfortable, to rebuild, to have some fun, and to embrace the fear. Together, we will become fearless. Hey, welcome to Fearless Fathers. This is your host, Davo. And Ryan McDonough. And today, we are going to be talking about... Postpartum depression in men. This is something that hasn't doesn't really get a whole lot of attention, other than the fact there's four, five large pediatric societies that talk about it on a constant basis. So when we're citing today, just remember that, because so we're going to talk about the American Academy of Pediatrics and uh, the Pacific Postpartum uh, Support Society, who are both lovely organizations, and they had a lot to say about these things. So we're actually going to pull most of our data points today. Um, and if you want to read more about this stuff, healthychildren.org for uh, the AAP, and then... Um, postpartum.org for the uh, Pacific Postpartum Support Society. All right, getting into today's topic, this isn't so much of a diagnosable mental condition as it is referred to more commonly as a phenomenon. And that's probably one of the reasons it's not talked about nearly as much as female postpartum depression. But in America, it affects in between 2% and 25% of men during the actual woman's pregnancy and thereafter. Um, and if the partner has it as well, it, it, that number can go up to as high as 50%. So what is postpartum depression? So what is postpartum depression? Postpartum depression with women is very different. It's uh, a chemical imbalance. It's it's something that's you know viscerally wrong that happens in in a lot of people. Uh, postpartum depression in men is a lot closer to like generalized anxiety disorder or, or the way it's described in medicine these days. So what are some risk factors that we could talk about? One of them, a big one, and this is something that could happen to a lot of people is is, di- is difficulty developing an attachment with your child. Um, your life has changed and you tend to push away the reason for your life has changed, especially if you were really enjoying life or you were having an extremely hard time um, and it's a large emotional swing. And just kind of on top of that too, and that kind of, you know, that kind of is going to segue into our next episode, imposter syndrome. You kind of see how we melded all this together, guys? It's weird. He's not kidding when you feel this attachment because you didn't spend nine months with that child in your womb. Right. You know, so that happens. You're like, what the fuck is going on? So, And that can, that can cause all kinds of things. You could feel excluded. You could feel jealous. You could feel like, hey, you know, now the baby's here. I I, I can't have a social life. Um, And it, this could do a, a number of things to your relationship with your baby. You could decent male role, role model, well, role, role model, <laughs> role model away from your son or daughter, um, and you could not have any intention of doing that. You could feel like you're doing your best, but on a mental level, you're just you're just not putting that time in because of the anxiety and the pressure of being a parent. And you're this is the first time you're doing it. And it's rough. Trust me, we understand. Mm-hmm. This is this is hard to do. And I mean, you know, I, I rewired my mind on all this, but like, there's even still days where I, you know, that that imposter syndrome and that I won't even say postpartum anymore because you know we're 18 months in. Yeah. But you know, it it could still linger on. Absolutely. And that's not even to mention the you know the financial and work stresses. You have to take time off work. You really need to. And there's something that happened to me is I didn't have paternity leave at my job at the time and the company was too small so I couldn't get FMLA either so I only took two weeks off to spend with my baby and it I regret that every day of my life I really do and it's funny that you said that too I never even told Ryan this that was the same way for me I went in and we were supposed to have a c-section I only took two weeks off it was FMLA but it was non-paid time so I only spent a week with my kid before I was back in work 
Yeah, it's crazy, right? Yeah, it, it's absolutely insane. The bills are going to keep coming. The stresses of life are still there now that you have the baby. And for some people, including myself, it felt unfair. Um, it felt unfathomable. Um, and that's part of the reason we're so we're so passionate about this mm-hmm. is because the things it did to us, we we hope that we can get people more prepared for when it's going to happen to them because it is going to happen to some more people nothing nothing's going to stop that yeah there, there's never going to be a shortage of fathers who feel like they've like they're failing themselves or their kids so yeah what a fucking great way to put that I know, right? <laughs> it's like we're a factory of brand new fathers just doing it <laughs> yeah, <we're> turning them <laughs> out <laughs> um all of this stuff can cause the standard gamut of symptoms for anybody who has anxiety of depressive disorder. I mean, all kinds of crazy things. Um, and men show signs of depression a little bit differently. Um, in between frustration and anger, irritability, pulsiveness, um, even everything down to like low testosterone. It can infect you in a bunch of medi- uh, metaphy- metaphysical, I guess is the word I'm looking for. I mean, that that's more than three syllables, so I'm yeah, kind yeah, of... Right, yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> All right. Metaphysical. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Dead, dead, yeah. Whatever he said. I'm, I'm, I'm good with that. So we are going to go ahead in and we're going to talk about the signs and symptoms that you're going to see with postpartum depression. Signs and symptoms. All right. By no means does this define anybody's experience, but this is just a generalized list of the common signs and symptoms that the couple of organizations that we that we researched have seen. Um, and they are two as follows. Uh, increased anger, conflict with others, uh, increased use of alcohol or prescription or street drugs, frustration, irritability, violent behavior, significant weight gain or loss. Like I said, it's very different with everybody. I gained a bunch of weight, like a whole shitload. It was great. Um, isolation from friends and family. That goes back into that whole social, losing your social life. Uh, feeling like you have to spend every waking moment you can either working or with your baby or just generally secluding excluding yourself from society because your life has changed so vastly and even on top of that like toxic family and friends oh that is a big that deal. is massive yeah. I, even having those those toxic relationships well when you were born i did things this way or why are you not all that's going to do is it just increases your anxiety and your depression and all these signs and symptoms. So, <laughs> yeah, no, it's definitely not hard to write a, a data-driven outline on, on, on something like that. <laughs> yep, yep, here's your colloquial uh, colloquial experience. <laughs> get, get, make, make a half-an-hour podcast based on it. Thanks, fuck you. <laughs> all right, off topic. We're going to get back to the list. Where were we, violent behavior? Yeah, yeah violent yeah, behavior, sure. Yeah, yeah, let's go with that. Yeah. Um, Isolation from friends and family. Um, you become stressed e- easier. That is that is absolutely a thing that could happen to you. Because you're so worn down, you're lacking sleep, and you are lacking sleep. Mm. <laughs> um, getting that, getting those sleep cycles correct in between you and your partner, that is a big, big deal. Especially with you working. That's going to be a huge problem. Um, it can cause stress. It can cause fatigue. It can cause all those things. Impulsiveness or taking risks. Um, you know, once again, same kind of deal. You're not really thinking like you should, so you're gonna do some things you you don't you don't really normally wouldn't do. Uh, problems concentrating or being motivated. Well, once again, br- breaks into the same thing. You're gonna be tired, mm-hmm. and it's gonna cause higher stress levels. And you're not gonna focus on yourself. You're gonna be focusing on your family. Um, loss of interest at work, hobbies, or your sexual life. I gotta tell you, all of those things took a- <laughs> 
I firmly believe that. And like the more you're talking about it, the more I'm like, damn, I had some of these signs and symptoms, but I think that was also part of my underlying medical issues on top too. Yeah. So it might've just been like one on top of another. And oh, I yeah. never even realized that this was even, even remotely close to what I, oh, what I was yeah. experiencing. Yeah. And I didn't want to go to work. I wanted to be home with my kid all the time. Uh, and I felt like the fact that I had to put food on the table and I wasn't financially prepared, I didn't do it right. Um, and it made me incredibly upset with myself. It, it fucked your mindset. Oh, absolutely. It, it absolutely yeah. fucked absolutely. your mindset because, again, we, we have that stigma of we're the man of the house, so we have to go in, we have to work, we have to bring this money in. And when we don't do that, all we do is just fuck ourselves in the long run. So it's, it's really changing that mindset to say this is going to come fluid. This is going to come free. This I could I could beat this. I could become better because of this. So. Yeah. Um, getting back to the list, uh, working constantly. Some people work a lot to avoid mm. having those, those feelings. They're like, oh, I have to focus on work because of the financial issues that we're having. Um, I have to work to avoid going in and dealing with the social aspects of raising my child. Guess what, guys? It's like an addiction. It's like drinking or using drugs. Absolutely. You're working constantly to just try and numb the pain that you, that, that you feel. Like. Right. And work-life balance with children is everything. It absolutely, 100%. Yeah, absolutely everything. 100%. Why, why do you think we're here right now? <laughs> like, I work a lot. I, I really do. Um, and I would love to just talk at this mic in Dave's face. That'd be great. <laughs> hey, we're going to get there one day. <laughs> yeah. This is going to become like that full, you know, I, I hope anyway, it, it, you know, for yeah. the four listeners that we're probably going to have. So, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so, thank you. You're paying our bills. You, you me, and the other two phones sitting on my desk. <laughs> Um, concerns about productivity and functioning correctly at work or school, um, goes right back into what I was just saying. Hey, you know, things are going to change. Life's going to change. It's going to, it's going to be real different for you. And that could take a real toll on people too. Um, fatigue, feeling sad or crying for no reason. Hey, life's emotional, man. Life is fucking emotional and you're going to have doctor bills and you're going to have stresses and, you know, let it out. You're going to have to, you're going to have to deal with all that stuff. Um, conflict between how you feel like you should be a man and how you actually are. Now, this is a big one. This is huge. I think this is like the bulk of what we're why, why we're actually doing this. In all honesty, yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. It, there's no set definition to how much of a man you should be. It's all taboo. Yeah, absolutely. It, every, it, every last part of it. Yeah. Every every last every last minute of it. It's... And I feel like where we came from, where like it was a big, strong, fucking profession. It's it's more prevalent than others it oh, really abso- is absolutely 100 yeah. percent. and not that you shouldn't bring that level of what do you want to call it machismo i don't know what you masculinity masculinity yeah, yeah we'll call it masculinity um to fathering but once again it's all about balance if that's all you bring to the table that kid's the kid's gonna grow up and he's gonna think like that's that's the way life should be but life is about balance all day every day you have to eat right you have to sleep you have to uh, Emotion, be emotionally balanced so you can be sociable in society. All of these things are a huge are, are a huge part of you know a child's development. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I mean, like, I, you know, I'm kind of kind of hit there, but like, I actually just watched like that Aaron Hernandez documentary. That's a while cr- back. That's ago. crazy. It was absolutely insane. Yeah. Like the way like his father was and how he you know basically said like you're a fucking man. This is the way it's going to be. It, it fucked his head. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely yeah, fucked absolutely. his head. And that, that's and a I, prime example. And by no means are we saying your kid's going to grow up to be under Eric Hernandez and murder a bunch of people. But, but. <laughs> um, 
It's like the extreme of what oh, of yeah. what could happen. Not yeah, does it happen to everybody? No. Did he get smacked in the head like five thousand times in his short life? Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Brain damage too. Like absolutely. all kinds of crazy stuff. And I've been on like a huge crew crime. No, crew crime. Crew crime. You know, I'm gonna ask you to cut this, but I know you're not gonna. I'm probably not gonna. <laughs> um, true crime kick recently. Um, I've been watching all the ones on Netflix, listening to um last podcast last podcast in the left notice be senpai <laughs> well that that's because we're also basic white men too oh so, yeah absolutely and you will not believe how many of these stories start like that it's mm. an absurd amount it's crazy it really is yeah. like it's they made a spectrum of like behaviors that um serial uh, serial killers have and that's on it like, hey, how, what, what was his dad like? What was his mom like? <laughs> but really, though, like, yeah. when, when you look at that, like, I, there was one I was watching. I completely forget what it was, but he was, like, way back in the 20s. And, like, his mom was just straight abusive and just beat the shit out of him constantly. Gein. Ed Gein. And, and, yeah, 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 and it was him. And he went and, and murdered his mom. Yeah, he'd make, yeah. Pe- he'd make people into, like, pillows and shit. Yeah. 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 <laughs> no, it was a different guy. It was the dude that lied about all the murders that he did. Oh, there's hundreds of those. I mean, but no, he was like that famous one that, uh, that I'll, lied I'll about. To, I'll have to look it up. It was on Netflix, but yeah, definitely, definitely check that. I completely forget, but it was it was really cool. But like, yeah, his mom completely just abused the shit out of him yeah. as a kid, and he murders. Like that was the only murder he ever did was just murder his mom. Oh, but okay. like, he lived that psychology of like, if I talk to people and I tell them these fake stories, they're gonna want to listen to me, and I'm gonna be popular. Like, okay. So there was there was more of a there was another psychosis going right. on. Right. But at the end of the day, mom took a ball peen hammer to the temple. Absolutely. Yeah, okay. Yeah, absolutely. You. Yeah. Yeah, hundred percent. Like I said, this is not kid friendly, so make sure they're not around, please. Gross. Stop. Um let me come to the last one, and this is this is in my mind the most serious one. It's uh thought a suicide or death. Everybody at some point in time in their life comes across these set of thoughts. Um, I don't care how stable you are, I don't care how you know, mentally calm you think you are at some point in time, it's going to cross your head. And it happens quite a bit, unfortunately, around childbirth because of the giant list of things we just talked about. Oh, uh, you have anything else? No, no. Can, 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 can yeah. I babble now? Ba- I can babble, babble all you want, man, dude. So, and I'm going to share my story because that's what we're about. We're about sharing stories and we're about being uncomfortable. And I'm comfortable saying this because I've lived it. And what Ryan said is absolutely correct. It was not even three months after my kid was born, I was about ready to take my life. I was so done with everything. I was, I had the thoughts creeping in my head and I'm like, that's weird. That's not me. Like I'm, I'm the suicide prevention guy. I'm not that type of guy that's, you know, going to do that. So I let it go. And then it started building more and more in my head as the days, the weeks and the months went on leading up to the birth of my kid. Yeah. You know, this all started before, before my son was born. And then it was honestly right around Christmas time. Yeah, it was right around Christmas yeah. time that I was just I, – I contemplated and I said I justified doing this. Yeah. It was – boom. I didn't have the plan set, but I had the justification to say this is what I need to do to support my family for the rest of their lives. And I'm a huge believer, and you're going to hear this constantly. I'm a huge believer that everything in life happens for a reason. Absolutely. People yeah. say it. I fucking live it. I live it. Yep. And – Luckily, I happened to scroll through Facebook and I read a post about a mom who had a young daughter whose father killed themselves. And it was about this daughter and this mother living their lives without that father and missing all that stuff. And I'm just like, I broke down and I cried. I absolutely cried when it happened because that was that sign that said, 
you've now hit the lowest low that you can possibly be because the universe will not give you more than what you can handle at any certain time. Remember that, guys. No matter how hard it gets, the universe will give you everything that you can handle at any one time. Nothing more, nothing less. The universe will give you those signs that say, okay, you've checked off your next set of lists. Now it's time to rebuild. Right. I took all of 2019 to rebuild myself. I rebuilt my mindset. I rebuilt the way I looked at everything. Yep. Everything. You know, I didn't have money coming in. I was sick. I was bringing home half paychecks. I got my good night calls from creditors every night saying, I love you. Where's my fucking money? <laughs> exactly. So, I mean, it, it, I actually knew every single creditor by their number, never had it saved. I'm like, oh, that's the, that's the mortgage company. You know, I had more, you know, pre foreclosure letters than I'm happy to admit yep. in an entire year, yeah. you know, so. And it's incredibly unfortunate, but that's the story of a lot of people, including it is. myself. It is. Yeah, I, I have, man. I don't like I don't like thinking about it, but have I had some bad times? Um, very similar story to Dave. I won't go go into all the gritty details at this moment because I'm not really ready to talk about all of it. Maybe one day I will be. Maybe one day you'll all hear it on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I, I'm not there yet. I haven't done the same amount of uh, development as Dave did it right here. But um, part of how I deal with it is like researching and talking about it. And that's, you know, this is a lot more for us is, is therapy mm -hmm. uh, for the both of us. It really is. Um, even if nobody's listening, nobody's listening, are they? I don't know. Uh, I, like I said, those four people, hey, I love you, dear. Thank you for <laughs> yeah, listening. Thanks for, being thanks for your support, babe. <laughs> love you. Um, and that, that's really why we do this because mm -hmm. every life has value. Where, wherever you think you're at in this world and if you're thinking about it, about taking your own life, don't because mm – -hmm you have value to somebody mm -hmm. you have value more importantly to yourself you have value to your family you have value to the people around you there's always another answer always 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 and that answer hopefully for you is this is this podcast yeah that'd be great absolutely absolutely you <laughs> if know we could help you that'd be that'd be amazing we'd be more than happy that that's why we did this we did this to get it you know I, you know it's it's something that we're passionate about something we love to do but at the end of the day all we want to do is just help you guys yeah, we we just want to help you guys because that that's where you're gonna get better, and that's where we're gonna end the stigma. That's where we're gonna become what this namesake is: fearless fathers, fearless fathers. I was like, I, w I was looking for something profound, but I'm like, simple, man. Yeah, you got simple. You gotta, what's about branding? Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> that's, that's what it's all about. Equity days. branding. Yeah. Yes. I'm putting in that sweat equity. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, we went we went off a little tangent there. We did. So that, that's what you're gonna get. From yeah. Us. Oh yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. That's. Hey, that's called the filler. That's how you. That's how you. That's how you get the get the time in. <laughs> God, I shouldn't make light of that. That makes me feel like a piece of shit. But you know what? That's what we do. Like yeah. now, I you know, like Ryan said, like I I did that rebuilding for a year. But now I could kind of go back and I could kind of laugh at it a little bit. Yeah. You know, because I, I'm also big into dark humor, so I do. You know, and I know a lot of people tend to laugh at some dark humor stuff, and I could look back on it. And I know it's I know it's legit. I know it was there, and I know other people are fighting it. But hey, the best way to heal is laughing it off. Absolutely. Yeah. When you can start laughing off your own misfortunes and your own mistakes and, you know, grow from that and become better, dude, <laughs> you're not going to believe what you can do at the end of the day. Absolutely. So I think that's going to take us into our next segue. Yeah. It, just real quick before before we move on. Um, 
as far as signing symptoms go, they're going to be different for everybody. For absolutely everybody, they're going to be different. Um, you can see these things as soon as you know you're going to be a father, too. They could start. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Because it's, it's, once again, a life change. Um, and, you know, the financial problems, the, oh, the overwhelmed feelings, the stress from the family and spouse. Um, you could seclude yourself. These are all things that could happen prior to the actual pregnancy. So we're not just talking about postpartum. I guess prepartum. Pre-postpartum? I didn't look to see if that was a thing. Man, I d- I'm really glad I did all the research necessary for this. <laughs> is it a thing now? Yes, it is. I heard, I forget who said it, but remember what happens in your mental health is really not your fault. Mm-hmm. It's absolutely not your fault, but it is your responsibility to deal with it, especially now that there's going to be a human life relying on you to teach them. It's a big deal. And that's, you know... Another reason we're doing this, if we can help somebody through that, help somebody, I don't want to say justify, but. I mean, that's that's probably one of the better words I would say, yeah. you know, either justify or what I like to say, rewire yourself. Yeah. Yeah. You know, re- oh, re- that's why you say it. Yeah. <laughs> that's a pretty good reason. Yeah. I'm putting that together right now. You know, being a father is all about mindset. It's all about having that positive outlook. You know, I used to feel sorry for, oh, I'm sorry I'm so nice. Like, because people are like, that dude's way too nice. There's something wrong with him. Like, he's probably, he's you know, yeah, he's definitely hiding something in his <laughs> basement. guess what? They were right. <laughs> <laughs> it was my self-deprecating love. <laughs> you put it in a freezer in your basement. <laughs> I mean, if you can see, we're recording out of a basement. I got like a 1920s door we're just staring at right now. It's absolutely glorious. I like it. It, yeah. makes, it, I like it. it makes a nice motif down here. <laughs> Rustic, if you will. Yeah, Yes. But that, I mean, guys, that, that's what it is. It's, it's starting that process of rewiring your mindset. You rewire and you become positive. People feed off that. The information is crucial to help you rationalize those thoughts. That's why we're talking about individual topics. That's why, you know, I sit at my computer for three, four hours at a time, <laughs> just sitting there staring. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, maybe I have a cup of gin there. Yeah, I definitely yeah. do. Yeah. <laughs> absolutely hey that was one of the things right yeah it definitely was absolutely but the more information you have the more you can rationalize your thought at least me because i have an analytical mind right um but maybe you too i don't know i analytical creativity yeah analytical creativity like i said in the last episode (laughs) i i I run i run a lot off of passion and self-learning stuff and reading and kind of seeing other people's you know how how they kind of did things and kind of taking what they did and reworking it in my own life. So yeah, and I and I don't believe them unless they've been correctly cited. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no Wikipedia articles for Mr. Ryan. Oh no no that's the yeah well wait till the next episode. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah that's yeah. right <laughs> yeah definitely. <laughs> Not that I pulled straight from the Wikipedia, <laughs> but I'm just saying it was the most comprehensive, well written article I could find. Um, and I did, I did go out and corroborate all the, all, all the data too. So I just, you just, you know, take, take that into it. I trust you. You shouldn't. I I don't, but I trust you. (laughs) Barely. So like 10%. So we're into all this doom and gloom. We're all depressed. What do you do? Well, there's a hundred things you can do. Um, and we're not necessarily talking about strictly, professional treatment we get it some people don't have health insurance it's very expensive even for us that's that that's a pricey that's a pricey thing so yeah, absolutely and sometimes you don't even want to talk to them because they're just gonna you feel like they're gonna spoon feed you bullshit anyway or, or a big giant pile of pills or something right yeah and that right. that does happen um really 
the best thing you could do, and we're definitely not saying don't go to a medical professional. If you feel it's necessary or somebody in your life feels it's necessary for you to go see uh, like a healthcare professional, absolutely do it. Talk to your physician. Talk to your baby's physician. They've run into these problems before. But we're saying a good alternative is to talk to people who have been through it. Yep. Talk to your friends and family. <laughs> or just listen to us babble for yeah. 40 yeah. minutes. Yeah. <laughs> but you, everybody knows somebody who's had a kid. Yep. You, your parents, her parents, anybody. Talk to get their experiences and you'll realize that life isn't so bad. And just because you're depressed doesn't mean you're a bad parent. It absolutely does. It doesn't mean you're not together. You don't have a plan or anything like that. But you have to keep yourself healthy mentally and physically. It's going to reduce your stress levels. It's going to keep those thoughts out of your head. Absolutely. And your child deserves or your children deserve to have a happy family absolutely. at, the end, at yeah. the end of the day. You know, we all as men, we suffer in silence because that's that's how we've been conditioned to learn. And that's how we've been conditioned to grow. But it doesn't need to be that way. Like Ryan said, if you're feeling even remotely depressed, like something is just not right, talk to somebody. Yep. Listen to somebody. Yep. It, it's out there. You know, confide in a friend you trust. And, you know, try to take some time off work. Try to center yourself. Try to focus on what's important in life. And that, that is legitimately hard for some people. Absolutely. Including myself. Like, I, I had an issue with that. Um, but that's why we're here. That's why we're here. That's why we're talking about it. We're having this discussion, and that's what this is a conduit for, to get that mindset into some of your heads. It's just, hey, those things are all right. They will always be all right. Work isn't everything. We realize you have to put money on the table. We realize that there's the you know, the social – what do you want to call that? Social stigma. Stigma. Yeah, stigma is yeah. – yeah, yeah, good. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, look at me and my brain stuff. <laughs> yeah. The social stigma uh, of men uh, in just in these times that we're in. But – it doesn't it it's not worth sacrificing your relationship with your child or your partner it, it never has been no yeah. and it, and it shouldn't and it, it yeah. really shouldn't i mean when you when you start getting those doubts of is my wife really think i'm man enough like just take a step back and you know what i started doing i just started you know having my kid and like he's just talking to me in his head he's like dad you're doing everything right yeah you're doing great and i see that on the smile of his face Every day. Every day. Right? It's Every great. single day. Yeah. When Absolutely. I come home and I see that little guy, <laughs> he comes home and gives me a big old dad hug. And he headbutts you in yeah, like a droid. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, it's such his life. Yeah. <laughs> Don't expect to fix everything. It's part of what makes you human. Mm -hmm. If you could fix everything, you'd be something other than human. Um, and that's just the way life is. And yeah. it's a fact that you're going to have to accept at some point in time. Nobody's perfect. There's no reason to be perfect. It's what makes you who you are. I want to thank you so much for uh, tuning into today's episode of Fearless Fathers Postpartum Depression in Men. Um, if you like this, drop us a like down on Facebook and Instagram, Fearless Fathers Podcast. Also, let us know what you thought about the show. Your feedback is going to go a long way in Absolutely. telling us on how we did and what we could do to improve because, like we said, we're just two fathers doing this for you guys. Right. Drop us a line at fearlessfatherspodcast at gmail.com. Share your stories. Share your experiences. You know, if you want to remain anonymous, that's fine. You know, however you need to help rebuild, we're going to do it together. If you like what you're hearing and you want to support us, we have a uh, merch store out now at Teespring. It can be accessed through the uh, the Facebook account. 
and check our Instagram page. You know, yeah. the, the link <laughs> the, the link for our Teespring will be in the bio as well, too. So you can click that, shop, and get yourself a fancy Fearless Fathers coffee mug. Yeah, mug. And maybe a fanny pack one day. Yeah, I, I got to find a supplier for the fanny pack. Thanks again, guys, for tuning in. Uh, tune in for the next episode, which is going to be imposter syndrome. And as always, embrace the fear. Bye.